Hi, so I just recorded a podcast. Um, it's called Cross Your Fingers. And the whole concept behind it is basically sometimes in life, like, I feel like we're trying to control things too much. And, like, we basically are just, uh, it's like this cross your fingers mentality where you're hoping things turn out a certain way, but you set yourself up for disappointment a lot of times because if you cross your fingers and just, like, like, let's just say, like, you grew up in a religion and you want everybody to be part of that religion, but then they choose a different path. Like, you're crossing your fingers, like, please, God, let everybody think the way that I think. But maybe it's not the best thing for those people and you steal people's individuality by trying to push them down a path that maybe they don't belong on. And so the whole point of my podcast is just to let people, like, more step into, like, who they are as a person, become more of an individual like my kids I try to teach them about like being unique about stepping into who they are figuring out what they like not trying to put ideas into their head but let them form ideas let them come up with ways to think on their own and so hopefully this podcast is something that you guys will enjoy it's called cross your fingers I'm going to publish it right now I'm on my way to work so um Hopefully people are getting some positivity out of this podcast because it is fun for me to do and I really do hope that it's beneficial. So I love you guys. Hopefully you have a great week. I will see you next time. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. All right, so this episode is called Fingers Crossed. So I've been thinking about this one for maybe like a month now. And the reason I'm making this one is because life happens. Like life sometimes just happens. And you can go into it with like a closed mind. And you could think that everything's going to pan out the way that you want. And then if it doesn't, you're going to have a hard time like facing the reality that life isn't what you expected. And so I called it fingers crossed because it's like growing up in a culture basically in the in a religion where you're expected to be a certain way and other people's like they're projecting on you what they want and what they need and so I basically just named this fingers crossed because um, you kind of have to cross your fingers that everything's going to play out the way exactly the way that you want you're trying to control things so much that it's hard for you to enjoy your life because other people aren't doing what you want and so um, like being Mormon like it's there are benefits to being Mormon you basically grow up in the church and you realize like you have a really good culture you have uh, friends you have family you have like this whole built-in community but you have to cross your fingers that everything stays that way and you don't have that black sheep, you don't have that person that strays. Or like fingers crossed, you don't have a gay kid. 
Fingers crossed you don't have a kid that has a faith crisis. Fingers crossed that somebody decides that they believe like Buddhism or they believe like all the millions of other things that they could believe. So you just have to kind of cross your fingers. And then when somebody comes to you and says, hey, just so you know, like I choose a different belief system, I'm an atheist. Like instead of at that moment going through this like panic where you have years and years of having to pray and try to get this person, convert this person back to like what your belief system is. If you've already created a mindset for yourself to where you're going to allow people to explore and choose their own path, then it's not going to be that difficult for you because you're not stuck in like being right. And that's a problem, I think, with our cultures. So many people think that they're right. They think that like they have to be right. And then you think about, so I listened to this book, this book called The Four Agreements. And they were talking about how basically from childhood you have, like you're domesticated. And it's the same concept as like with a dog. Like you grow up and things are put into your head and like you don't really have control over what those things are. So whether they're right, whether they're wrong, whether like it doesn't really matter because like you are a product of what's put in your head. And um, they were talking about how your brain functions very similar to your skin. So like for me, for example, I got this winter, I got COVID. My skin kind of like broke out into this weird rash. And your skin like it feels really good to touch if it's healed, if it's smooth, if it, like right now my skin's like feels really good. And but if you have sores on it, you have cuts on it, then you don't want to like have anybody touch you. You don't want to like get a massage. You don't want to have that like intimate that intimate um, relationship with somebody like touching because it doesn't feel good and what happens is your brain can go to the same thing and so in your brain you can have they describe it as like poisons because of domestication and fears it creeps in and tells you that the way you were domesticated the things that you were taught were normal when in fact it's fears and things that are being built up in your mind and just because something's told to you like over and over and over and over and it's become the normal doesn't make it normal. Like how many things in history have we looked at that were normal? Like we have gay pride month right now. And why is it like, why do we have black history month? And why do we have these months that we celebrate? Because these people were like pushed into these, like they had to suppress their feelings. Like they had to suppress who they were and like think about the depression and think about the anxiety of like not being able to express love or like um, not being able to express yourself the way that you would like to express yourself. And so we celebrate these months because there's so many people that are now able to like live free and be who they are. And it's a really beautiful thing. But if we all just gave into like our domestication and the way that we were raised and nobody stood up and nobody tried to make a change, then everything would just stay stuck. And think about like we had slavery at one point, like how did that happen? 
how is that a thing? Like using human beings to like as like servants that you just like owned? It's like the most disgusting concept in the whole world. Think about like the Holocaust. Think about all the murders and all the disgustingness that happened there. And it's like sometimes you get people that push ideas. They push things on a culture and somehow it takes off. And that doesn't make it right. It does not make it right. And there's things like that happening all the time where like government and stuff is trying to push an agenda or trying to manipulate or trying to like put more and more control and more structure on us as humans. And for us, like let's just take like when I did mushrooms. So people explore with like different kinds of drugs and so there's marijuana there's mushrooms there's like molly there's cocaine there's there's so many different types of things that can alter the way that you think right and so when people explore these things a lot of times there's addiction which can be really bad but sometimes there's ideas and there's things that come from living a different way than what's normal or what's legal that creates things that help a culture, helps humanity thrive and move on. And so if you don't have the rule breakers, you don't have the rebels, you don't have the people that are willing to take the risks, then a lot of times you stay stuck in a culture that maybe isn't really benefiting that many people except for the people that are at the top, the people that like the control, the rich people. Like, there's a lot of people that benefit from the way things are. Like, think if you're the very head of a religion, you make a lot of money, and like, you're a part owner in Amazon and all the other things, and you, like, this society benefits you because you've bought into it. If you haven't bought into it, it doesn't really, like, benefit you, and then you try to create something different, and then a lot of times it can be considered, like, illegal or it can be considered, like, not normal, and so you feel like you're not normal when in fact you are normal and all you're trying to do is break down these constructs and these things that have been built into society that are not they don't serve you in a good way um i was thinking about like how because i saw this friend that posted their daughter went to the dentist and it's like they get all drugged up and afterwards you record them and they say funny stuff and it's like such a funny concept that we use drugs like anesthetics like when you're giving birth or you get your teeth pulled because you're trying to what you're trying to prevent pain but then you look at somebody that's trying to prevent mental pain because they have scars on their brain from like abuse growing up maybe they got raped maybe they got maybe there's a lot that has happened to them and you can't even relate to them because you didn't go through it you didn't have an abusive you didn't have abusive father, you didn't have abusive husband, you didn't have abusive like spouse, you didn't go through what they went through, so you don't have these mental scars, and so you can't see them the way that they are because you don't have the perspective, and so then they're trying to like be what's considered normal, and so to try to fit into society, they try to escape and numb the pain through a drug. Instead of us just like be more, if we could be more accepting and more open and like more um, forgiving of what people like what people go through it's impossible to know what's going on in somebody else's brain 
for me looking back at like who I was in my marriage for example is like it's hard to think about like the person that I was a lot of times like the anger like I had a lot of anger very angry with like and this is just because I didn't like I didn't know my emotions controlled me there was more in this book the the four agreements which you guys should check out but people basically let emotions control like their person instead of vice versa um, and so something I've tried to work on is like don't let your emotions get the best of you because acting out of like if you react it's usually like emotional if you say things that you usually like regret it's because you're too emotional you're living based on like these stupid emotions and then a lot of times like your emotions suck you in and then your ego is like you got to back these emotions that you really like aren't proud of but you're so embarrassed for yourself because you acted like such an idiot that you're like well I guess I have to like justify the way I acted and so then you're like extra unhappy because now you're justifying and backing up your emotions that you know were wrong. And then the hardest part is to look back and to realize, okay, I screwed up. I screwed up and maybe I could have done this differently. Maybe I did let the emotions get the best of me. Maybe I don't have everything figured out. And then maybe that's okay. And maybe I can try harder next time. Um, this book was talking about forgiveness and how to know if you've forgiven somebody, including yourself. And you won't have like an emotional, so you won't have like an emotional reaction to that person anymore. Um, if you've forgiven them. And so you know how sometimes like somebody's name gets brought up or something happens and like just a person, like they bring up an emotion, like of anger. Sometimes it's a good emotion, like of love. But sometimes like even acting out of like, an emotion that's like a positive emotion too strongly and like reacting to it can like can be a negative thing and so it's just trying to take control of your emotions and you can control those versus them controlling you and then I was thinking about so I was in the I wasn't in the bishopric in my church but I was part I was the executive secretary and so basically the bishop had me like type things into the computer. I'd sit in the other room when he did interviews and stuff. And then I was part of the discussions when we like talked about inactive members. So we had this thing called the ward council where we get everybody together and we talk about like how can we strengthen the ward? What can we do? Who are the inactive members that we should focus on? Remember we had this girl and she was like going through a really hard time and she lived in our neighborhood in Harriman, Utah and she started to come back to church just because I feel like she was missing like something she needed something to connect she had just I don't remember what she went through but there was just a lot on her plate so she came back to church and like I remember being in these meetings and the people were like we gotta send the visiting teachers who are people that go like check up on them we gotta send the home teachers people check up on them we got to send the Relief Society president, which is like the head of like what group she should be part of. We'll send the missionaries, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I remember saying like, honestly, if this was me, if this was me and you guys did this to me, I would never come back. 
because it's too much, it's ridiculous, and you, you like this person's come back on their own, and like just let them just like enjoy the benefits of coming to church, and like they came back for a re if they want something they'll ask, they'll ask for it, like send one person over there and say what do you need, and like have them have a friend, and this girl got so overwhelmed that it was like she left forever, and it was like. It was so frustrating for me to see because it could have been like a positive thing and we just screwed it up. But then I was thinking then when I left, I was thinking to myself, like no wonder it's so hard to leave this religion. I was part of this group where I witnessed, like I was part of this discussion about like, how can we help this person? We gotta make sure that they get back. We gotta make sure they get back to the temple. We gotta make sure that they get saved. And then all of a sudden you're the person leaving and you know you're being talked about, you know you've become like this project of like, how do we activate Tyler because he's got these three kids that are coming up to the age of baptism, his marriage is like falling apart, and it's all because of this church stuff. And it all comes back to like, fingers crossed, right? Like when I got married in the temple and I committed my life to this Mormon organization, like cross my fingers, cross my freaking fingers that it all worked out for me and that I didn't run into what I, what I ran into, the doubts. And they, they have these sayings, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. And it's like, how long is that gonna last? Like, doubt your doubts. You just stay in this mindset and you just keep your fingers crossed even when things aren't working out in the way that you hoped. And sometimes it's important to take like a step back and just look at the whole picture. Like look at the entire picture. Just think to yourself like, is there a possibility that the way I've been doing things is in fact like not, it's maybe not right, maybe I'm not right. Maybe I was, maybe it was domestication. Maybe it was indoctrination. Maybe it was a form of brainwashing. Like I heard what everybody, wanted to, what everybody wanted to tell me, I took it all in and I didn't really have that much else going into my brain. I was thinking about this concept of, well, this was in this book, but I actually thought about this before I listened to it today. But I was thinking about, you basically have to reprogram your brain. You have to... Yeah, so this book talks about like you have to come up with agreements. So whatever agreements you've made, you have to break those down, figure out what those are, eliminate those, but then you have to replace those with new agreements. And so if you've been domesticated, if you've been brainwashed and you want a different life, you don't you the first thing you don't want to do is you don't want to just escape through drugs. Drugs is not the way. Like drugs might be like fun every now and again to escape if you're going through something super hard. Hard drugs, probably never a good idea. Um, healing drugs, like I would say like maybe mushrooms, marijuana, those type of things. They do seem to have been like healing for myself in moderation. I feel like if I do too much with marijuana, I become forgetful and it starts to become like uh, something that I want to do too much to where it's like you're almost not living in reality. So that's where it becomes unhealthy. But uh, 
Yeah, so you have to just stop crossing your fingers. Put yourself in the shoes of somebody where it's not working out. Like, what if you were a person you're looking at that maybe you're judging and you're like, how did they get their life like this? Step into their shoes. Look at them. How did their life become like that? Did they feel a lot of pressure growing up because they were part of a religion and they felt like they didn't believe it was true and so instead of telling you as their parent, they decided to like, instead of having like open conversations, they went and they were having conversations with people that maybe weren't the best influence that they were doing drugs with because these people also had unhealthy relationship with their parents and then these teenage kids start to rely on each other and they build these like unhealthy connections they start to sleep with each other they have sex they have kids and all of a sudden they're like in a world that they don't even understand before they even get to an age where their brain is fully developed like if you have a kid when you're 18 like imagine that like imagine it's not just like this one thing happens and then it's like okay you made them they you made this mistake now just go back to church and like you realize that be, this mistake was made because you stopped going to church maybe that's like the complete opposite maybe the mistake was made because the person like hates the church they don't want to go to the church and they have nobody to talk to and so they feel like they're just snowballing out of control because they don't have a support system and so Maybe like, this is my suggestion for this podcast is take a step back, stop crossing your fingers that everything is going to work out and look at things more of like a, with a realistic point of view. Look at things like, hey, maybe I'm not right and maybe that's okay. Um, I think about a time in your life where you committed to something where you were very nervous, where you were like, I don't know if I should do this. I'm super nervous. Like maybe you got married and you were like, I'm super nervous. Think about like that commitment and what that it's probably been a really good thing for you because commitment is beneficial. But think about like that path that that puts you on and how many times have you stayed on a path where maybe it's taking you in a direction that's like far away from who you are. And if you get too far away from who you are, the pendulum swings too far to the right. Eventually it's going to have to come back left. And then you're going to be way out of balance. And so just check yourself every now and again. Check yourself. Make sure you're on a path that's working for you. Like for me, I like to, I love to do the incline in the morning. I like to do runs. And that's when I kind of check in and think and try to keep myself like focused on what's positive you guys have probably noticed i've been very involved lately with my kids doing a lot of fun stuff with them and just sometimes you step away a little bit and like you become selfish or you're trying to do too much for like your own personal gain and you just kind of well my kids will figure it out or this will happen or fingers crossed fingers crossed everything's going to work out when in reality like if you have a vision if you put together like a a plan like things will work out way more closely to what you want than just like crossing your fingers and hoping. And like religion, um, corporations, that type of stuff, like it can work out for you, like I said, if you're totally bought in. You do need to buy into that stuff. 
and if you do buy in, like let's just say like with farmer's insurance, if you totally buy in to that career and you drink the Kool-Aid as they say and you make relationships with the right people and you do what you're supposed to, it could be great. And like it all depends on what you want out of life. Do you want a Porsche? Do you want two Porsches? Do you want a house on a golf course? Do you want to travel? Like, is money what's going to make you happy? And if so, then like your commitment to that is maybe a good thing. If out of the Mormon church, what you want is like family to be together forever, like maybe, I mean, you don't have control over other people. So you really can't control what your kids do, what your grandkids do. And so you could cross your fingers and hope that they all become temple worthy and do exactly what they're supposed to. But there's a really good chance that they don't. So just don't set yourself up for, for disappointment. Like understand that there's a lot of different concepts. Like I read this book, The Alchemist, been listening to that one recently and they were talking about um, maybe it wasn't that book I, li I listened to too many books but it's essentially like every everything that I had learned in the Mormon church is in this book they talk about like Melchizedek they talk about the Urim and Thummim they talk about like all this stuff in a completely different light like with a different point of view and the teachings that come from the Mormon church could be positive if there wasn't so much control and so much like shame in that culture. So anyway, um, let me just look through my notes here and see if there's anything else. Uh, so yeah, try to get rid of your fear, like your fear-based beliefs. So if you have fear, that's where there's like the scars on your brain because fear is not good for you. Um, you're trying to like create a healthy mindset to where you're not so scared of everything like if your kid decided to do something different than what you wanted for them you could accept it and like you're not going to bed at night like praying please god please like help my kid think the exact same way i do so that i can be okay inside of my head um and then yeah the last concept was just like the first so as a kid, your head got filled with whatever got filled with. The second time around, maybe just look at things. So just like look at it, look at life and like what do you want? Take time before you just jump into the next thing, before you fill your head full of like, like don't just jump into the next cult. Don't just jump into the next religion. Don't just jump into the next like, like thing. Just explore a little bit. Find out what will be best for you and your family and try to select things that are going to free you and heal you and fit what you want better for yourself. Like I said, try to avoid drugs, alcohol, um, things that are going to numb. Pain is good. Don't try to just numb the pain. Sometimes like living in the pain is good for you sometimes living in discomfort is actually something that is beneficial so don't always try to escape the pain don't always try to run away from things that feel hard because those things can really help you in life so 
Hopefully this message was good. And hopefully you guys have a great week. Love you. Bye.